0: Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, a conversation about literature and art, about duende and queerness and coping and tea, border blur and misfits and community, secret places House Press. I'm your host, Amanda Earle. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks. This is episode 101, and I am here today with James Hawes of Turret House Press. Hi, James.
1: Hi, Amanda. How are you?
0: Oh, really good. How about you?
1: I'm good. I, I wanted to say at the beginning of the podcast, I really love the theme song uh, of the podcast. It's It's like it's like one of those great children's shows of the seventies that never it doesn't really exist. I just, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's very charming.
0: Thank you very much. I, I, I wrote the, I I always wonder whether people actually listen to that or try to try to skip over it. I wrote it and uh, I sing it. And then my, uh, a dear friend who's also a musician and uh, a very talented um um, singer, uh, uh, a voice instructor. She she did. Uh, she sort of final. She did the editing and made made it uh, good. She added the. I think she added. And she just made it made it good because basically I gave her my r- rough raw sort of voice and and she turned it into something that yeah I really like it too. I was very no, and, it,
1: and it, I find it really reflects the spirit of the podcast very uh, very well. Oh, yeah. That's
0: great. That's great. Thanks a lot, James. Well. So. What we're what we're doing um, today, I, I think. I if any keen listeners of the of the episodes will notice at the end of the last episode, I usually talk about who's going to be my next guest. And the next guest on the show I mentioned was Dr. Sarah Bodman uh, from the UK, and she will be coming on the show probably next. But I decided to do something uh, something else, something in addition uh, for. Um, as many episodes as it happens uh, we had as as many of you know um, we had the crowdfunding campaign for angel house press the carrying imagination crowdfunding campaign for the second year in a row and as part of that we had many generous publishers small presses and um, magazine publishers and also some artists who offered to donate publications and merchandise and swag and all kinds of goodies to help us uh, raise money. And uh, James, through his press, Turret House Press was one of those presses. I should also say, um, full disclosure, he recently published my wonderful chapbook, Fear of Elevators, which I love. So by way of, well, as kind of a way of thank you, and also just because I'm interested to talk to um, James and and learn about Turret House Press more, um, I've actually invited all the presses um, who supported the campaign to be on the show and I said it could it's basically a pop-up opportunity so I'm not going to do a lot of preparation for it or or uh, expect our guests to do any preparation for it so you have us now at our are probably our most impromptu on zoom anyway so uh thanks again James for coming yes on. thank you for uh, I, the campaign.
1: To, to chair I did I did prepare a little bit and I heard some I listened to some back episodes of the of the <laughs> podcast and I I you know I I knew of it and uh, but I hadn't been a, a you know a really fervent listener but uh well you had a friend of mine uh Lisa Richter who was on um, yeah, a while ago and uh, who I met at the Banff um center uh just before COVID. Just as COVID hit, our, our mm-hmm. stay at the BAM Centre got cut short, unfortunately, but um, got to meet a lot of great people. And you have Rob McLennan as well. Um,
0: Rob, of course. Yeah. Rob, I, as- I, I think Rob may have been on the show. Has he been on the show twice? Now, he's been on the show twice, I believe. I think so. If not, he'll probably be on again at some point, I'm hoping. So, and Christine McNair, Rob's wife, is also mm-hmm. on the show a great uh um, writer and, and book doctor so yes yeah, so we we have some people in common for sure
1: and i and i have to say i was so surprised uh when you sent me your manuscript for fear of elevators um well i i haven't been doing this very long um it's been a year just over a year i started it in march uh 2022 and uh, to start a turret house and you know you don't know if anybody knows of your existence or, or anything and uh I, you know, I have a few people, a few fellow writers who were kind of working on it with me and, um, which I, who I appreciate very much and, you know, and to get a, because I've read a few of your chat books, um, that I've, I, well, I have a subscription to Rob's uh, above ground press as well. And so when you sent me the subscription, I was just, oh, I was like, oh, okay. She knows of my existence. That's great. And, uh, (laughs) I was so happy and so pleased, and it's such a it's such a great chapbook. So different than anything else that I had uh, published up to that point. I was uh, I was super excited to get it, and really happy to work on it with you.
0: Oh, thanks. Well, you you did a, a lovely job on on making it, and it looks good. And i I um. I've been reading it at open mics, and then this weekend. Well, I don't know. If well, this is being recorded on on April the tenth, so I don't. I'm not sure whether we'll have this processed by the weekend. But either it's in the present, or the future, or the past. I am reading at Plan ninety nine coming up on Saturday, April fifteenth. That or that's the David O'Meara's, uh reading series, and I will read. Um, um an excerpt from from fear of elevators so
1: excellent
0: I have 9 to 12 minutes and i i want to read four long poems so excerpts from oh, okay four long poems. so one of them will be from fear of elevators yeah so cuz it's going to be my first in person um feature reading since uh, before the pandemic so uh, i have i have lots of things that were published or are, will be published in you know in this time so yeah uh, Sort of, and my the other readers will be Jillian uh, C and Adam Soul, so it's going to be a really lovely event. And
1: oh, Jillian actually had a uh, a friend of mine um, through the press. We do a magazine called the Frog Pond Review, um, mm-hmm. and and the way uh, the way I've planned it, uh, we've done two issues so far. Is I do the first one in the spring, and then I get a friend to curate and edit uh, the second one, which usually comes out in the fall. And Jillian had a poem. My friend Rose Malukas, um put it together last year and Jillian had a so she's a she's a Turret House author as well.
0: There you go that's what we're all getting we're all getting together and it's a small world. Turret House uh, House. so uh, what I I usually ask to start uh, the episode I usually ask um, our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves so James why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about what would you like listeners to know about you?
1: Oh, oh well um I I live here in Montreal I've lived here since I was four years old um my family came over from the UK I was actually born in England
0: yes.
1: um and I lived here in, I live here in Montreal I've only started writing seriously about 15 or so years ago I I always you know um HR Percy, A Canadian writer once wrote that, uh, you know, a lot of people decide they want to be writers very young, uh, you know, very early on, but it can take quite a while until they emerge as such and, you know, life gets in the way. And um, so I'd always been writing and I'd always, uh, but I would only really started taking it really seriously about 15 or so years ago. And uh, I published my first book in 2019 uh, with Mansfield Press. Mm. Uh, I published a chapbook with Monk Press called uh, Bus Metro Walk the Year Before That. And uh, then I published a book uh, with Mansfield called um, Breakfast with a Heron. Mm-hmm. Um, which i worked uh quite a lot with uh with stuart ross um he wasn't the editor he had left mansfield by then by the time the book uh, came out but uh you know he and i are friends so we worked on it together uh for quite a few years leading up to that and um and actually i have another manuscript that's out that i'm trying to sort of you know that i'm waiting to hear back from uh, from a few presses so you know fingers mm-hmm. crossed on that and um, I started Turret last year um, as a sort of project because I, I love the, uh, I don't know, I love the idea of the community. I'm a member of a couple of writer workshops, and uh, I really, um, you know, I like talking about books. I like having things come to me, and I uh, i thought, and it's something I always wanted to do when the opportunity came up, that I could do it. Um, and... So, yeah, I started it last year and it's been great. Um, I haven't been flooded. You know, your initial, I think your initial fear is when you start a press, you're just going to be flooded with yeah. manuscripts from people and you have to reject a lot of them and and everything. But no, I've had this really kind of nice trickle of, because I, you know, I say, oh, you know, I, I, if writers that I know, oh, if you know anybody that might be a good fit for the press, please let them know that they can send me a manuscript. and um, And it's been pretty good. And again, it's only been a year um but it's you know i've got a relatively i've got a good size subscription a number of subscriptions that just kind of keep the press going uh the all the all the money that i make on any of the chat books or anything like that go back into the to press or just just so it sustains itself as best it can and and it's just kind of a side hustle exactly yeah
0: (laughs) a side hustle that's that's a fun idea i think i i think i met you when you when you were reading from your a book from Mansfield. I think you came, you came to Ottawa. I seem to remember because we, we, we've met in person. Yes, that's
1: true. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I never read from Breakfast with a Heron, but um, it was the uh, cancer poems uh, with Mansfield uh, that I was in mm-hmm. Ottawa. I was there because I had a, I had a poem in that one and I, um, So that was, of course, whose name is, you know, now that I'm put on the spot, I can't remember her name. And um, Megan Streamus and the other uh, editor of that uh, who tragically died um, just before it was completed. And, of course, like her name is complete. I'm going to I hate myself for not remembering her name now, of course.
0: We'll put Uh, it in the show notes after. We'll we'll uh, we'll uh, add that to the
1: show. Well, she was another (laughs) Mansfield author, author. And so, yeah, I was in Ottawa. Promoting that book as well, Uh, so uh, we read from that, and I was there with uh, Cora Cora Siri also, who um, who yeah, who I actually gave her a gave her a lift. Uh, We met, spending two and a half hours in the car uh, driving to Ottawa Mm. uh, for that launch. So it was it was nice. It was really uh, it was.
0: Yeah, I it think it a, might have been at Raw Sugar, that which is a cafe that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It is now; it's the same uh, venue. is now another cafe. It's been several cafes. It's now the Drip House. So it's another one. Priscilla venue. Upal All right, Priscilla Upal, Oh yes, right. Thank yes.
1: you. Okay. Oh god, it would have felt awful. I didn't remember the name. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <but laughs> just yeah, came to
0: Yeah, Yeah, uh, very beloved. Um, yeah. Beloved that uh, people here also uh, knew. I ne- I never met Priscilla actually, so. Uh, Never had the pleasure of meeting her, but yeah, I, I so I think probably what happened with us is that we were Facebook friends because well, I, I have a lot of Facebook, but also uh, especially people I've met, and if they haven't ticked me off, they're usually Facebook friends until they do, and then of course, yes, but uh, <laughs> anyway, and so probably I saw something about turret house through somehow through the magic of facebook algorithms i must have seen it through that or either that or someone else um i know i mean usually i hear a lot of this sort of thing from rob like rob mcclennan will usually spread the word which is great so i usually hear things like about calls for submission and stuff like that but i think in this case i just happened to see it on um, on um Facebook and fear of elevators was originally a book length manuscript that I that I worked on several years ago and I did try to get it uh, I did send it out as a book so what I did is I edited it down to the size of a chapbook and uh, um, I don't know I I think I just I think I didn't take out a lot of it I think I just I just removed a lot of the spacing and of. okay that's it. So yeah, but that, no, that, that was, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm really glad that it's um it's out there now. Cause um th- there's one poem in the, uh, in one part of it where I talk about what I, the, the one of the poems is what's the worst that could happen. And I start going into these really ludicrous scenarios of all the bad things that can happen if you're trapped in an, or if I was trapped in an elevator, all these things that go through my mind. And I read it at this two for one open mic, um, I guess, last month, or maybe the month before. And, um, and I realized as I was reading it, and people were laughing. I thought, "Oh yeah, this is actually funny." That's
1: so- <laughs> Yeah, there. It, well, some of it's yeah. What I, the humor of it? I, I really responded to, but it, it could be. um Well, it's it's a very anxious book. There's a lot of yes. you know uh, anxiety attached to it, and uh, I. Uh, but again, it's a lot of it's deflated with, with humor and also some of the, you know, crazy little, you know, the anecdotes that you put in the, yeah. uh, the italicized anecdotes the these head. horrible things that happen in the, yeah. in elevators and, yeah. um, and a lot of statistics you say are like quite, you know, now when I go to, cause I, I work in a building that, you know, I, I work on the 11th floor of a building and I have to take the elevator to, you know, every day. And so now it's just, it's there in my head. You're it's lying. like I was oh, kind of no. looking around and just seeing any, seeing what's, seeing what's up. Yeah.
0: I've ruined your elevator experience.
1: Now. It wasn't much to begin with, you know, the elevator <laughs> experience is just, you know, now I'm just a bit more aware. So I just, you know,
0: <laughs> well, I think a lot of those were urban myths and things, but um, yeah, that was a fun project to research. I, I, I I had a lot of um it was good for me it was kind of a cathartic experience for me to to work on it. So tell us about um to, uh, some of the uh, chapbooks that you've published either either some that are coming out or some that that you know from the past that you'd like to uh talk
1: about. Oh sure yeah I'd love to. Um well the the first book I published it was funny because when I started the um the press uh I should just give you a little bit of background mm. on it. Um the reason it's called Turret House uh, is my uncle in in the UK, uh, Christopher Hawes, was uh, an was an author, and he passed away uh, a few years ago. And he didn't have any children or or anything like that. So my sister uh, Rachel and I were the inheritors of his estate, um, mm-hmm. and. And as such, so what I did was I thought it was a nice tribute to him as I, it was something I, again, I'd always wanted to do. And he was one of the, you know, you always have people in your life who bring good things to you. Uh, he bought me my first really thick anthology of poetry called The Rattlebag by Faber and Faber with oh, Seamus yeah. Haney and, and Ted Hughes, which is such a great beginner's book of poetry. And... um you know, he got me that when I was in high school, I think, and it was way, most of it was way above my head at the time, but it's just one of those go-to books that you, that you have and, and so many things he's, he introduced me to and my sister to over the years. And, you know, he was the writer in the family, so he was always broke and he'd disappear for years on end and we'd never hear from him and then all of a sudden he'd resurface and, you know, so he, he lived that life and, um, so when he passed away, and and we, my sister and I received a you know some some money from his estate. I thought I'll just allocate some of it on the side and uh, start a start a press. And this and in his in his memory it's something that I'm, you know, that'll keep me going, keep me working on. And um, it's called turret house because he had a house in uh Yule Greaves in the UK, in the, in the Pete district, which is just the most beautiful yeah. place in England and called, and you know, houses in England, a lot of them have names and his, the house was called turret house because there's a big turret. Uh, the person I think who originally built the house was an astronomer. And so there's a turret and there's a little hole in the, uh, in the ceiling in one of the, uh, uh, in one of the rooms where a telescope was put, and apparently Blake uh, William Blake had li- stayed there for for some time. Mm-hmm. And again, I can't confirm that. And you know, but I'd like to think it's true. And so, uh, so yeah, that's how that's how we started Turret house. and um
0: that's great. That- that's a, that's a great, that's a great way to start. what a what a, a nice um, what's the word for a legacy for for your uh, I guess in a way for your for your uncle that's, that's yeah.
1: and actually as we're speaking of uh upcoming uh chat books on the press um, my sister again she was in England because uh, her son is um, doing a, a semester abroad and she was able to actually get his papers so you know they were sitting in a box at our cousin's house in in England and so she was able to actually go through the papers and in that box there is actually a poetry manuscript of poems huh. and songs that my uncle wrote. And some of them I had seen before he had them published in magazines here and there. And so he would send us copies, but I'd never, I hadn't seen the full manuscript. So actually that is one of the chapbooks I'm working on right now. Nice. Um, so I'm going to put that out. I'm also uh, doing the second half of a two part project um, with George Bowering um, and uh, Artie Gold. Well, yes, uh, apartment nine open. pressed apartment yeah. nine just did the uh, the first uh portion so right, yeah. yeah and so the second portion um i'm i'm doing with turret uh, it's called mortal taste and i was very excited to get anything from from george bowering i was like oh okay so george bowering knows i exist this is well of course <laughs> I, I have to thank Stuart ross for that because he was talking to Stuart, and he had this manuscript and he says well do you know anybody who might be interested so he's he mentioned my name and yeah, and I was uh, eternally uh, grateful. Um, and yeah, we've done a lot of uh, great great stuff. Uh, we do I do about twelve a year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, three, four mailings, one a season. so the spring one is a little bit delayed, but it's gonna be going out soon. and then one in the summer, fall, and then one in the winter. Uh, usually it's three chat books depending uh how thick they are. Um, sometimes sometimes it's two. But I try to get three out every year uh, every, with every mailing, and um, we've. I did a. Uh, I did a chapbook with um, Sarah Burgoyne called mm-hmm. Double House, which is uh, which I'm very proud of. Um, I did a one. I, the first thing I published actually was a tribute to my friend who passed away, um, uh, Peter Van Torn, Montreal poet mm-hmm. uh, who passed away in October of 2021. I want to say yeah, 2021. And so that was the first thing I published. and again, that was again the the uh, one of the catalysts for getting this going. Uh, because I thought, okay, if I'm going to if I'm going to start a press and I'm going to write this chat book, I think I should be the one to to publish it. So I was you know thats a, that was my little tribute to him. And um, Misha Solomon, also a Montreal writer, did a great ch- chat book, and he's actually the editor of the second uh, Frog Pond Review this year. So uh that should be very interesting. um knowing Misha as I do, it's going to be uh it's gonna be very different than anything I would find. So he's gonna be able to you know it's gonna be a very provocative, I'm sure uh, issue of the magazine
0: that's great yeah that, that they, i I didn't know about the frog I sort of I think I did know about the Frog Pond review, but i i I didn't uh remember it. So can you talk more about that? I first of all, I love the title the Frog Pond Review. Well-
1: <laughs> it's so funny. It, it, the, the whole press is such an uh, amalgamation of, of influences and mentors. Yeah. Um, Nelson, uh, Nelson yeah. Ball, uh, of course, uh, did a book called, uh, at the, at the edge of the frog pound pond, which is a, uh, just a masterpiece of Canadian poetry in my opinion. And, um, again, he was very kind and very, um, in, uh, supportive, uh, of my writing, uh, Again, Stuart Ross said, uh, oh, when I was originally working on poems with Stuart, I have sort of hired him as a writing coach after I'd met him uh, through Mansfield. And um, he said, oh, you you know, I had that, you know, sort of late 20s thing of just writing way too much. And it was just everything was way too wordy and way too, it was just, you know. It was just too much. And so he goes, oh, you should read Nelson, which I think everyone should do because, you know, as he's a minimalist, it really helps you learn economy and and make every word count. And so I I started reading some books of Nelson's and I really enjoyed them. And I learned then also, you know, if you really enjoy a poet's work, if you write to them, they will write you back. Yeah, (laughs) They they really will. They appreciate (laughs) it. And um, so I sent him a note and I sent him a few um, poems of mine. And I think about three months later or so, I got a big thick envelope and it was yeah. full of books of his and a really nice letter. And um, so yeah, we we had a correspondence. I unfortunately I hadn't I not never got a chance to actually meet him before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, the the Frog Pond review was named after uh, was named in his honor. And I actually I was lucky enough to get a few of his unpublished poems. Uh, From Stuart for the first issue. So uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, as I said, it's been quite, um, quite amazing the the, you know, the support you get when you uh, when you start something like this.
0: We had, um, I guess it was uh, the year after Nelson died, because he had um, had work published in NationalPoetryMonth.ca. And so I did a, a tribute to him uh, called Ode to the Small. So I asked people to send me small poems and uh, also visual poems. And some people even responded to some of his work in the form of visual poems as well. So I can't remember. It was just... What year it was, but um, yeah, that was that was quite a a, a good uh, thing to do. Uh, I like uh, Kinesia Lubrin. I, I can't remember where she said this, and I hope I'm not misquoting her. But at one point, I think she said she was a maximalist, and I really a maximalist, and I really like that. Cause I think I'm a maximalist. I sort of I'm afraid of the I have what they call an art the horror vacui, you know, the fear of the uh, empty space and on the on the uh, on the art, or, or so I fill up all the spaces as much as possible. <laughs> I, whenever I try to write a small poem, it always ends up being either just abandoned or massive. Like I, I can't seem to, I don't seem to have that inclination. Although I really do like uh, a good minimal poem. I mean, I like, I like a good haiku too. Um, I like anti-haiku, especially like, uh, some of them um yeah that's good uh what about uh the when you were because you were basically i guess so it was what year two of the pandemic when you started the press year two i think or year, maybe it was year three what year are we in now four i don't even know uh, uh, year, yeah three. depending on
1: who you talk to you're either we're either still in the pandemic or we're not we're, i'm not sure i way. i never see people in masks anymore but I yeah. know a lot of people who are getting sick with COVID still, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I finally got it at uh, the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, but again, it was you know, it wasn't too bad. So well, because I got vaccinated, and I was. know, uh, but my wife still hasn't gotten it yet, and yeah, both my kids have. So, but yeah, um, it was. I guess I think people were starting to get vaccinated when i started the press i think that was it or when the idea came in i think it was well was it 2021 2022 around that that. time that yeah yeah, the the vaccinations were starting and yeah it seemed like a weird time to do it to start it um but i don't know it was it was just something that i'd always wanted to do and so i thought okay well if i don't do it now it's just never going to happen and uh, as I said, I had the opportunity where I could actually just allocate some things not have to, you know, dip into any of mm. the family funds or anything and just kind of uh, see what happens. Who knows if it runs, if I go, if I do it for six months and it doesn't work, okay. Uh, at least I tried and, uh, but it's still going. And uh, hopefully I, I know what uh, I've got everything I need for this year. And as I go on, I'll, I'll see if, you know, I'm taking it year by year at this point.
0: <laughs> well, that's a long time. Most of us take things moment by moment at this stage, right? Who knows? Well,
1: <laughs> I like to plan as much as I can um and I like- it, well and also you have to have material you have to have material coming in so yeah. I've got about another six or so chat books you know that I can the, that are uh, in the ch- in the chamber as they say and so I'll uh I'll work on those and then see where we go from there
0: chat books in the chamber <laughs> there you go there we go that's funny. what about uh when you were deciding on on um, the design and layout and all those decisions that go into making it um a chapbook what were some of your um like you uh, my chapbook is a, a stapled uh uh book but um, w- um I don't know what your other chapbooks are like like do you always is it the same basic design typically or or do Yeah you... it's
1: pretty much the same format I'm I'm going to I'm thinking about branching out just to you know make it a bit more flexible um because yeah unfortunately i Rob McClennan sent me a really good manuscript um for uh for turret and you know it with the five and a half by eight and a half format, which is yeah. what yours was, right yeah. you know these are your standard eight and a, uh, you know your standard yeah. paper folded in half um and stapled in the middle. Uh, it was just you know uh, Rob's poems tend to take a bit more room they tend to you know mm-hmm. they need a bit more breathing room I, I found and so when I started putting it together it was just kind of condensing it in a way that uh, he wasn't really comfortable with so I'd like to be, get a little bit more flexible when it comes to that and again I'm just starting so I you know I had to learn InDesign uh, oh, to funny. do it
0: uh, InDesign scares me we started we were when we started we uh, well by words um .ca, which is the um, literary site, but also we have chapbooks, and we, we're doing also a quarterly journal for. We did that for a decade before we stopped doing the journal, but we still do one chapbook a year, and then Angel House Press, we also do chapbooks. But uh, Charles, my husband, does the does InDesign, but we started with MS Publisher, and if you think InDesign is bad, MS Publisher was worse. But um, they're all terrible. I don't know. It's all. It's oh. all. Um,
1: I work in the IT industry, so I'm generally pretty comfortable with with technology. So yeah, it, no, it took me a little while, uh, you know, to figure out how InDesign worked. And luckily, my wife is a uh, Adobe uh, savant, so she knows all that kind of Ooh, stuff. So she's been coaching me through a lot of it. Well, she does that kind of thing for for work. She's a, she's she does marketing and uh, and communications for work. So she's done a lot in Illustrator and all that kind of stuff. So I I, I have a very I have enough skills in in InDesign that I can get by, uh, but I need to expand on it a bit uh, just to, as I said, to accommodate some manuscripts that don't necessarily fit that format. Uh, so that's that's coming. I, I like the idea of the the four inch by four inch little square oh, uh, chat books as well. Sure I nice. love those. So I'd like to. But the other thing also, I work with a local printer here in NDG. I live in NDG in Montreal yeah. and I, I wanted to sort of keep it local if I can. So there's a very small printer um, called Harvard, um, Harvard, uh, Papeterie Harvard yeah. on, on Sherbrooke Street here in, in NDG and you know they're very limited in terms of what they can do uh as far as that they do a great job and they uh on the on the format that i have um and you know for the most part most of the manuscripts that i get fit that format pretty well yeah. but i'd like to be able to expand a little bit so that's that's coming but again the, there's a bit of you know i need to take the time to find a new uh printer for those kind of books and and you know f- figure out how to format it properly and, and all that kind of stuff which is which is good. I'm I'm 53 years old, and it's good to learn new things all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, we uh, Charles, my uh, Charles always says about uh, InDesign is uh, you don't fight it. Like don't. It has some things it does really well. Don't fight it. Don't fight with it. Let it do what it's good at. You know. So he has he's really good with it. I'm 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 very relieved that uh, we wouldn't be able to do uh, even even the online publications. Like for one we have is is uh, through Angel House Press is called Experiment O, and it's a PDF. Mm-hmm magazine that we incorporate we basically we get work from um all kinds of different kinds of work so poetry visual poetry hybrid stuff art uh prose and it all has to be able to fit in a fairly coherent layout right i can't i don't i have a a problem when when things are all different like and so anyway we have a very thanks to charles who can figure this stuff out we have a good uh he he can do all the design and he does. He's also is in IT, so he can do all the layout and stuff too. Did you start right away with the subscription format, or did you put out a few chapbooks first and 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 try to see if you could um, if you could sell them? Or,
1: well, I, I printed them out first, um, but I started a Facebook group and I sent out. Um, I started a Facebook group and and a website about. Um, you know, just letting people know that okay this press exists now and mm. uh, we have these chapbooks here and if you'd like to, and again i wasn't sure how much i should charge for a subscription or you know at that point i wasn't I, but i i wanted to commit myself so i thought okay. you know so quite if i have many lovely friends who are uh very supportive and so they you know so i had enough subscriptions almost in the very beginning to cover my expenses for that year and um and many of them have renewed uh this uh for this year which is which is great so yeah um i i like that model and again i i modeled it after uh, rob McLennan's. and at least this way uh, you know if someone subscribes then i either deliver what they ask for or i have to give them their money back um which is you know which is if it comes to that i will do it but i i like the idea that okay now i've got a mandate And that way I'll get it done. If I, you know, if I was just publishing chat books and selling them, knowing myself as I do, um, uh, I wouldn't be as steady with it. I would do it still, but I, this way it's kind of, um, it's worked into my routine as much as it can be.
0: That makes sense. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, we're not doing chat books anymore for Angel House Press, uh, but um, we, we stopped that, I think, in 2018 or 2019, but uh, we have, I mean, I have a number of deadlines and everything, everything has to be. I, I'm a long term planner. Like, I, I, um, I think what I say to people is, I need, I need, I need dreaming time, right? I need time to plan and dream, right? I like, I like that part of the, you know, figuring things out and imagining what I can do. So I, yeah, I like the idea of a subscription service. I, I we never did it for Angel House Press because I, I could never be sure how many, we, how much time we would have to do um to do that because charles um has a full-time job obviously and i'm full-timing my stuff so yeah but um it just it's it's not always easy uh are you do you take submissions uh is it just from canadian uh writers or do you also uh, extend uh, beyond uh
1: I, i'd like to focus on canadian writers yeah. if i can um I got some poems for Frog Pond uh, for from um, an American writer uh, who I follow on Facebook, who I think is great, who does a lot of animation. Of course, her name is completely draw of uh, you know, yeah. uh, gone from my. But you know, uh, I haven't published any manuscript, uh, any chat books yet from any American writers. I wouldn't necessarily be you know, if Ron Padgett sent me a manuscript tomorrow, I would absolutely. <laughs> I would absolutely publish it yeah. but um you know it, it hasn't really come up yet but i'm not adverse to it but uh, the the idea was to promote um you know yeah. canadian writing if, if 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 at all possible and, and the funny thing is you you what you mentioned before uh, the one of the worries that i had um in starting the press was that i wasn't going to have time for my own writing yeah. Uh, that was, that was a big worry. So it was like, well, if I put all this energy into this kind of thing, am I going to be able to focus when I need to? And, and, you know, is my own writing going to, going to suffer? Because, you know, I'm, I'm a writer first right. and a publisher second, I'd like to think, and I, and I want to keep it that way if I, if I can um but I found it quite the opposite. I think the the more you immerse yourself in that world and the more you expose yourself to different voices and the more you um you know become active in that community, um it only increases your own productivity. it only increases yeah. your um you know the the so that so that hasn't happened at all. so that's that's one worry that uh that uh, you know vanished relatively quickly
0: yeah i know i have that i have that same like i mean first of all i'm way more prolific than i can get work published anyway so like i have i don't know something like five or six unpublished book length manuscripts and I oh, tend to, i'm so jealous oh. well, i tend to write long poems that are book length right so and okay i'm self-publishing my next uh, poetry book uh, beast body epic in fact i'm coming to montreal in November to read from it uh november 5th for the accent or accent series that oh yeah i'm gonna be there well i i've made plans to come and and, and read there uh, um in for november the 5th so as long as as long as everything we don't have an apocalypse yeah. between now and then or you know we'll see what happens but in theory yeah i'm gonna read there and a few different i'm uh, in theory i'm getting it uh, p- um, printed through coach house print because they have a print section as well and i'm i'm in, i it's in the stage of being proofread by a dear friend of mine but so yeah it's coming out um in the fall of 2023 for my 60th around the time of my 60th birthday so that's the plan oh wow
1: okay well that's i'll see good. you there well uh because yeah. uh, devin actually has been a really good friend uh, devin at the Accent series has been a very good friend to uh, to turret house we've had a couple of uh events there and um we'll have more i'm sure and uh, you know the montreal uh, yeah we use it as a as a launch um, venue uh, for uh, for quite a few um, turret house publications
0: great I was going to ask you too another thing about chapbooks had you considered uh, like uh, like uh, sewing like binding them uh, by hand or is that uh, was that uh,
1: I up? that's a bit too I, I have a very small house and I have a very so I, I, I can't um, my, I can't turn it into a cottage industry within my house. I like, I, 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 because I love that look. I love the, I love the stitched, uh, chapbook and you know, who knows in, in the future, I have another two years uh, at my job before I can retire.
0: Um,
1: so I'm, uh, but you know, once that's done, but right now I, You know, I bring the uh, chapbook manuscripts electronically to my printer. My printer, you know, takes a couple of days and he tells me they're ready and I come and pick them up. That's that's the routine that I have. And but I I love the I love the handmade look like the apartment nine. um, It's going to be really hard to follow the uh, the. Bowering and Artie Gold uh, book that uh, Cameron did at apartment nine, because it's so beautiful. Like, you know, the textured paper and the, and the stitching and and things like that. I'm very jealous. And um, so <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, again, you know, the, the press will evolve. And I think, you know, in a few years it'll probably be quite different than what it looks like now, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll uh, you know, we'll keep it going. And, uh, but right now that's pretty much all I can do.
0: I had um, the great pleasure of attending, as part of this poetry festival here in Ottawa that just took place, um, Verse Fest, um, my friend Christine McNair and another um, person who works in book conservation, uh, Tiffany Moore, gave a great workshop on chapbook uh, binding, and well, other things related to um, paper and stuff like that, but it was really fantastic, and I've never... I've never actually, my husband actually has taken a a book binding course at the Ottawa School of Art, but I've never, I'm not really known to be very, very uh, coordinated, especially good with my hands. And so I've sort of, I haven't really done it, but I've, I've been playing, I took this workshop and I learned, I learned how to do the basic uh, three, three, uh, three whole, um, Uh, Binding, stitch it, whatever. I guess they have more technical terms for it. But and it was so like it was frustrating because I, I, you know, I I know I'm not very good with my hands and stuff. So, but I've I've gotten to the point where I've started to make these little. And my plan is for the forthcoming uh, Ottawa Small Press Book Fair. I missed the last one because I was I didn't I was too nervous about COVID. And this time I'm just as nervous. But I I I appreciated that they took some precautions at least. wasn't a free for all, so I, I'm planning to go. Charles and I will go, and I'm planning to make some whimsical ephemera. So I'm probably going to make one-off chapbooks that are that are hand-stitched as my and that probably be handwritten to be Oh, that's
1: such a great idea.
0: That's my plan. Well, I, like
1: um, I was actually at the small, the Ottawa, yeah. a small press book fair. That was my first time. Uh, no, I wasn't
0: there. I was like, damn it. <laughs> 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 I'm always there with Charles, and I, I always go usually.
1: Yeah, it was boiling. That was my only my only complaint about it is that it was like I was 110 degrees in there, and I was just sweating the whole time. Was it, and yeah. was it
0: in November? Was it was it the fall um, or was it June? I don't remember.
1: I want well, no. It must have been no. It was later on. It was in November because I remember I had published because i wanted to have misha's chat book ready so i did that one first and then so i could bring it with me because i had had that pretty much ready to go so yeah that was in he was in the in the in the winter
0: so yeah his chat was in the winter, so, yeah. yeah well that's the thing about that i don't know i don't remember that but uh well i sorry that we miss we usually always go we used to always go to expo as well do you have you been to expo
1: no no i haven't
0: well, that is that was, in ottawa as well no that's uh montreal fair oh,
1: i'm i'm still out of it when it comes
0: to well, some of this stuff. but uh, yeah so um i think it's it's still going i mean over over this uh pandemic they may have uh, changed and i don't remember that for a couple of years it was in this church i don't remember the neighborhood because i'm I, I love montreal but I, I can't say i'm i'm i i visit it but i don't know it well enough to know much beyond you know mile end and stuff like that and yeah so but uh, yeah it was with well, the neat thing about exposine it was a it was a very big fair and it had um it was it was not just chapbooks but also zines and uh, graphic uh, novels like all kinds of really cool stuff And and montreal has a good and there was a lot of um stuff from the french side too like a lot of francophone um, writers and um publishers and there were some pretty interesting and amazing de- I mean we're talking years ago when I was there though, like two thousand and seven or something, but I do think it still exists so um oh, okay,
1: a- I'll keep an eye up for that again i as I said, I'm just getting started on a lot of this and i um I've kind of i, I have my own little bubble where I you know <laughs> exist and uh i I'm as I said slowly I'm branching out um but uh it's it's a long process and again, I have to. I have to fight for every minute that I actually get to oh, to yeah. dedicate to to this uh, project and to my own writing and to into any other sort of uh, creative projects that I have.
0: What did you uh, think of? What was you, did you enjoy the Ottawa Small Press Book Fair? Was that your first ever uh, like uh, small press fair? Or had yeah, you-
1: it was. It here. was. Yeah, it was my first time as a vendor. I got a half a table. I, I again I, I made the mistake of going next to uh having my booth next to Stuart Ross's booth who has just who took two tables up of, of all the stuff that he's wow. published and well and, and, and published through his proper tales press and his own work is his own books as well. And so, you know, I was like this tiny little, you know, little square on the on the side. So I had <laughs> I think I had ten things to sell and that was it. Uh, but it was really fun, and I got to meet a lot of people who I, you know, spoken mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. over Zoom and gotten emails from, and so I was finally able to meet a lot of people. And uh, so yeah, it was uh, I got to spend some time with uh, oh, I can, mm-hmm. okay, never mind, it's gone, the name's gone, I can't remember. Um, he, he has a tower he has a that he built on an island uh, somewhere. Did um, Yes, J.W. Curry. Thank you. I got to meet him, which was uh which was an, an experience. And uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. So I'm I'm coming back this year. Uh, haven't, I
0: haven't paid yet, but I plan we plan to be there.
1: Yeah, I, I think I've paid Rob my uh, for my half table again. So I'll have you know a, a few more things this year. But, uh, you know, we'll, uh, uh, as I like to go, well, I have I have quite a few good friends in Ottawa as well. Mm. So I always, I always enjoy uh, coming out to Ottawa when I can.
0: It's been, a, yeah, we started to, we started to, it was the, the first uh, fair of its kind that we ever attended. We started actually going in, it was, I think it may be 2000, it was either 2001 or 2002. So we've been doing this a long time, but I I was um Taking this creative writing workshop at Ottawa U with Seymour Maine, and he um that he had uh, through the university I guess through his own stuff he had this little press called Friday Circle, and I didn't even know chapbooks existed until he showed these chapbooks and, and in this class and I was like well. I found out about the fair and I said, well, why don't we sell the chapbooks, those chapbooks at the fair? And we brought them and we made $40 and apparently no one had ever, like they tried before and no one had made any money. So, and we were, we were then enamored of the whole idea of chapbooks. We didn't even know that. So we started to make the chapbooks for, for ByWords and then Angel House Press came along later, but the whole idea and the first chapbook that I really saw was this one by Jay Millar called, I think it's a small blue the small blue and it was um done on both sides so upside i think it was done on both sides so there were like covers on both sides and you turned it around and
1: oh okay Well
0: so i was already in love with this form yes yeah, so so that was my first experience of all those years ago like t- 21 something like t- over 20 years ago that um that we kind of fell in love with the chapbook and uh, well, the, the form and lends
1: itself lends itself to a lot of freedom and creativity and it's um you know cuz because they're made so cheaply and you can make them so quickly, they, you know, they're, they're, um, and you know, nobody's making any money really. It's just, you know, you do it because you love it and it's, and it's fun and it's, um, and again, there's no rules So, you know, no matter what you want to do, there's, you know, there's probably a way that you can do it, um, creatively and, um, you know, just, and they become these neat little artifacts that just kind of stick around. And, uh, you know, the, they do get to be a lot though i have you know they they <laughs> accumulate and eventually you have to say goodbye to some of them and sometimes you you know either pass them along or you have to you that's know it. it's always sad when i recycle a chapbook i hate doing it but sometimes i have to just because i don't have the room
0: well that's it and i i will leave chapbooks in little those li, uh those little library boxes uh little free libraries or boxes around i will i will do stuff even my own i often like, because uh, when you get have a chapbook published by by Above Ground Press, for instance, he gives you lots. Of, he gives you like fifty copies or something, right? So I, yeah. have, So I have to like think about where I give them. I give I, the Angel House Press chapbooks. I we did last year. We did a um, this thing called a Flava, which was a flash book, uh, a novel in a in flash fiction. And so I gave them away as cha- as prizes to people and stuff like that. So that was fun. We had, there was, um, at Verse Fest, there was a small press panel um, that was quite good. And it, um, uh, Rob moderated it and uh, Coven Editions, Emilia Morgan from a local press Coven Editions was there. Uh, um, Cameron Nancy from Apartment 9, Justin Million from Bird Buried Press. And um, Natalie Hanna from uh, Badlax Press. So they they talked and one one thing that was really clear is everyone really loved the chapbook form and all of and they they do they all do varieties of styles for for chapbooks. So yeah, it is once you once you see it, if you're at all sort of inclined towards, um, I think. I don't know, writing, gift economy, all those things. it's kind of it's kind of uh, coalesces in this one little little uh, book, and you can do so much with it. so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I one of the things that I've been encountering in the last few years for chat books that I'm not entirely fond of is that and i I never did this with Angel House press. is that I'm being asked to sign contracts for chat books, and it's kind of driving oh, yes, yeah, okay. So, And they're not, I mean, I actually withdrew. There was a press um, in Toronto that uh, a number of years ago that asked me to sign a contract. And the contract included all these ridiculous, like was like written up by a lawyer or something. And I just said, no, I said, this is, I'm not going to, for 20 pages of my work, and and I'm not going to make any, you know, agreements about, non-competition and have to get a lawyer to read through this thing to I, mean, I have enough trouble with book contracts never mind like so so but i do occasionally i will sign sign the but um for for you I, I noticed you just i mean there was no there were no particular conditions that you attached to um
1: no not at all i
0: published another thing now for the next three months you know something. <laughs> so i really appreciated that <laughs>
1: Well, I I wouldn't know where to begin with any of that stuff either. I, I um, uh, and again, like the the only I I get my ISBN numbers from uh, yeah. from and, and I send my copies to the archives of of Canada and and that's mm-hmm. about as official as it gets. So you know that you're going to be cataloged and everything's gonna gonna be uh, uh there. But you know, in terms of you know, I have no uh, no 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 contracts or anything. I'm just I'm just happy to. I was just happy to get yeah. your work and uh, <laughs> put well, it out. But no
0: conditions on. One thing I found with Angel House Press is sometimes like um at, at the start I was a little bit nervous if someone um was going to put out a, another chapbook right around the same time as um as the one that we put out and I was afraid that that would mean that ours wouldn't get um but that had, I mean that's that's happened a few times and it, it didn't it didn't really cause any issues. <laughs> well, um, I a couple of
1: times, so people have asked me, "Oh, I've got this coming out. Um, you know, at this point, it would it? You know, do we?" And I said, "Well, tell you what. What we can do is we can wait. You know, uh, a few months until after you're done promoting that, and then we can do something else. I, I have no problem with that. And yeah. uh, you know, again, it's it's just more of a it's more of a matter of timing than anything else. And uh, I don't think that's uh, you know, I, I just." I'm always willing to uh, be flexible and and work with the writer to, uh, to make sure, you know, because again, you're, you'd like the, if it's possible, you'd like the author to be able to focus on this for at least, you know, short term for at least, you know, a month or so uh, to promote the press and to promote the actual uh, to the, promote the chapbook. And, and that's fine. But again, if they have another chapbook coming out around the same time, okay. Just, you know, remember to mention mine too. (laughs) it's okay you know i'm not again i'm i have no head for business when it comes to any of this stuff so maybe i'm doing it wrong but uh you know we'll learn
0: yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I never did a contract with a, with a, with an author. I just, I just asked for a few things. Like one time, I got a manuscript, uh, um, a chapbook manuscript that I was about to accept, and then I looked on my shelf and I saw I had another uh, chapbook by this same author, and I took a look, and the work is was exactly the same. Oh, okay. After, there wasn't even an editing change in that manuscript. So, yes, I rejected that one, but I can't, I can't know. So I, I did, I I have on, I had on the site a list of thing guidelines that I asked, and one of them was that it had to at least have new work in it, you know. <laughs> so,
1: it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that because the, the George Bowering, Artie Gold uh, manuscript that I got, I, when Apartment 9 uh, published their uh, portion of the project, uh, I bought a copy, and I did notice that two of the poems that were in there are actually in the manuscript that George has sent me. I think he had just oh, forgotten that they, you know, that he had duplicated that. So I sent him a note. It goes, "Was this on purpose, or was this a was this a mistake? Yeah. It was a mistake?" And so I was, but anyways. I was glad. Um, I don't know what would have happened. Uh, nothing I, you know, really. <laughs> nothing really would have happened. But it was just saying, you know, okay. So my mind's just two pages thinner now. That's all.
0: There you go, but the, but the thing is, like, it's not like we can actually read, know, or read everything that comes out. Oh, absolutely not. So you, I mean, you maybe that happens sometimes, but it's just like, I don't know, it's pretty strange. Do you do you have any advice for uh, in now in this in this after a year of of doing this? Do you have any advice for uh, uh, anyone who wants to public become a small press and and um, you know? Oh.
1: I'm I'm still at the stage I think of taking advice. I'm not really the I don't I'm not sure if I would um be able to give any. I, I think um well just publish the, the kind of writing that you like to read. I think that's the only I think that's the that's the only way to keep it interesting. Um you know I again, you know, our, our tastes run while you know run from all you know all spectrums of 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 literature. So um be flexible and be willing to uh to learn but also yeah just just publish what you think is um what you think is worthwhile and what you think and the the things that you kind of like to read i um i don't really when i'm looking at a manuscript i don't really take anybody else's opinion in terms of you know of it i i just kind of if i if i enjoy it and i you know as i read it and i think other people might enjoy it I'll I'll publish it, and you know you have to believe in what you're doing because again, no one's getting paid, um, yeah. no one's making any money on any of this. So it's just you do it because you enjoy it, and and you believe in the work, and um, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of things, there's a lot of good writing out there, good interesting writing out there, and if you, um, there's that line from that movie uh, Ratatouille, you know, good food <laughs> always comes to those who love to cook. <laughs> I think that I think that I think that applies to writing and, and reading as well. Like good good literature always comes to those who 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 love to read, I think is a good is a good way to uh think about it. I think that's a good approach to uh to running a small press.
0: There you go. Is there is there anything else you'd like to add before we before we uh, end the episode?
1: Um no not really i um we are i Turred house is branching out actually um we, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a cinephile uh, i love film and i love movies and so um i'm working on some film projects uh with uh, through through turret house we're going to call it turret house films but it's just okay. you know a little, uh, we have a youtube channel i did a I did a small a short film uh one of sarah burgoyne's poems and I we did a small uh, we did a, a chat book called Extracts uh, on a workshop that we did and I and I made a sort of video cento as a promotion uh, for that uh, for that chat book as well. Uh, but I'd like to put a little bit more into it if I can because uh, I I love um, I love filming and I love editing and so that's coming. I'm working on a I'm working on a project right now with Stuart Ross uh, which I'm really excited about which is going to be. It's, it's 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 so strange and so like anything else I've I've worked on before and I have another one that's in the works with um a Montreal poet named Peter Richardson, which is uh which we've just kind of come up with the idea for it. And so that's that's coming and uh so I'm very excited about that. And again, I, it's finding the time to actually do these things, which is
0: always yeah, a challenge. That's fun. I guess yeah, if you if you if you if your uh wife works uh with Adobe a lot, you can use all the all their great video stuff too. Well actually
1: I, I use Final I'm actually pretty good. Um that I can do on my own. Uh, oh. I, I use Final Cut Pro. I, I taught myself Final Cut Pro just because I I, I love film and I love Playing with images and, and editing, so that's I'm just applying it to to the press now. So that's that's kind of fun. It was that's just great. kind of a hobby before.
0: Yeah, we use we use um, Adobe's like they're they they have Rush and Premiere. I think uh, we I can sort of make very rudimentary videos uh, using uh, Rush and uh, Charles is is was learning how to also work with um, both of the programs with Adobe and and it's really fun actually. Um, but I wish I wish. Um, we had more skills or had someone involved who did like animation and drawing and stuff like that like those that would be nice to have um those oh who- yeah so uh yeah those are the dreams as well i do like i do like me i even for some of my poems i've done some videos for them and also for the crowdfunding campaign we've done a few videos but again they're mostly stills with you know their canned music in the background so nothing but for the for my stuff sometimes we've done some kind of fun things so um yeah that's great well let's see that you're doing a lot of really interesting things so um Yeah,
1: you know, you got to, as long as you stay interested and you got to, you know, you've always got to, I always need to have some kind of creative project going, uh, because, you know, Mm -hmm. I've worked for a a corporation for 28 years. And so without that, I, you know, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be as well adjusted, I think, as I am.
0: Right. Well, thank you very much to James Hawes for being on the show and for telling us about Tour House Press. I'll put up links to all of these things as, as we've been talking about as many as I can and on the show notes at smallmachinetalks.com. Thanks to Jennifer Peterson for the intro and outro, to Charles Earl for processing, to everyone for listening and uh, stay tuned for our next episode, which may be the one with Dr. Sarah Bodman or maybe with someone else from the small press community. We will see. So thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Small Machine Talks. The Small Machine Talks.